Welcome to the Paralegal Voice, where you hear the latest issues and trends in the world of paralegals and legal assistance by one of the best-known paralegals in the industry, Vicki Voisin. A paralegal for more than 20 years, Vicki is dedicated to helping legal professionals reach their goals. You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Paralegal Voice here on Legal Talk Network. I'm Vicki Voison, your host for today. I'm a NALA Advanced Certified Paralegal, and I publish a weekly e-newsletter titled Paralegal Strategies. I'm also the co-author of The Professional Paralegal, A Guide to Finding a Job and Career Success. You'll find more information at paralegalmentor.com. My guest for today is Katie Clark, J.D., Senior Legal Staffing Consultant at Beacon Hill Legal Staffing Group in Detroit. Now, Beacon Hill Legal actively sources attorneys, paralegals, and legal assistants for direct hire and also temporary job opportunities within law firms as well as corporate legal departments. So, Katie, welcome. I'm glad to have you here. Thanks, Vicki. Thanks for having me as your guest today. Now, before we begin, I want to thank our sponsors. That would be Boston University. Boston University offers an online certificate in paralegal studies. Check it out if you're seeking a professional credential or just want to further develop your skills. It's an affordable, high-quality 14-week program. Visit Paralegal Online. Dot bu dot edu for more information. That's paralegalonline.beasonboyu.edu. Also, we have NALA sponsoring us. NALA is a professional association for paralegals, providing continuing education and professional certification programs for paralegals at NALA.org. NALA is a force in the promotion of the, and the advancement of the paralegal profession. And there's also ServeNow, a national network of trusted pre-screened process servers. Work with the most professional process servers who have experience with high-volume serves, embrace technology, and understand the litigation process. Visit ServeNow.com to learn more. The goal of the Paralegal Voice is to discuss a wide range of topics important to the paralegal industry and share with you leading trends, significant developments, and resources you'll find helpful in your career and everyday job. Guests are usually included to help explore timely topics, and for that reason, I've invited Katie Clark to join me today. Now, Katie, I know you're a graduate of the University of Dayton School of Law, but I'd like for you to tell me a little bit more about Beacon Hill Legal and where your offices are located. Sure, Vicki, that's a a great point to make. Um, Beacon Hill is a company that's um, headquartered in Boston, and we have several arms of our business, one being legal. Um, Within the legal division of Beacon Hill, we have offices in most major markets. I am actually located in the Detroit office here in Michigan, um, but we have offices in Wisconsin, Washington, D.C., Texas, Tennessee, Pennsylvania, Ohio, 
as well as North Carolina, New York, Missouri, and of course, Massachusetts, where our headquarters are, and Iowa, Indiana, Chicago, and Georgia, Florida. Uh, I can go on and on, um, LA and the Colorado area as well. So you've pretty much got the nation covered there. We do, yep. Okay. What motivated you to enter the recruiting field? Well, Vicki, I was recruited to be a recruiter after pairing up with a recruiter who had placed me as a contract attorney. Um, there was an, a need internally and the rest seems to be history. In hindsight, I was drawn to job hunting even as a law student and figured, you know, in addition to um, my legal education, I needed to really zero in on finding employment. And if you can't find a job, you know, what good is all the education that you have and the training and skills that you've acquired along the way. That said, I I found that I just simply enjoyed helping people find career options for themselves. Some people don't know where to turn. And um, it was something that I then became passionate about after being steered in this direction by my own legal recruiter, uh, probably about 13 years ago now. Okay. Well, You know, I've always thought it was a good idea for a paralegal who's looking, you know, for a job to partner up with a recruiter. But can you back up my belief that it is? Absolutely. Reason being is I think that partnering with a recruiter, first off, is free. Um, There's no cost to you. Um, We are compensated for our efforts by way of the employers who seek our services out when they have staffing needs. Secondly, you know, some of these jobs come to us and we may have an exclusive on the opportunity and you otherwise wouldn't necessarily know about the position. Um, Another good reason is we tap into our inventory of candidates um, as well as go hunting for candidates that might fit the bill of what the employer is looking for. And we will present, say, our top five candidates. Um, Therefore, you know, you're being showcased a bit by way of the recruiter and instead of applying to something that may be an online posting that gets millions of applicants, you're really given to the decision maker and I guess in the spotlight, if you will, versus going into the black hole of candidates that may be the pool that one may acquire by way of just a a posting for the masses. Well, once you're doing that, can you tell me how exactly is the paralegal job market looking, in your opinion, of course, and are there jobs available? Are salaries increasing? I mean, is this looking like a good time to be a paralegal? Absolutely. I think, you know, we've hit some tough times with our economy um, across the nation, yet, you know, we're rebounding and we are seeing jobs. I am very busy. Um, We've got a good variety of opportunities available now, and it's hard to say what will come into the future, but plenty of jobs available, um, a lot of uh, opportunities for folks within the litigation arena. It is a good time to be looking. Um, I think it's hard to find good talent and there still are a lot of candidates looking, but I think um, it's uh, a situation where most folks are a little bit more comfortable adding on to the team. Business is up and we're seeing a lot of firms going through a growth mode and with that, the need to hire um, more support staff personnel. That's always, always good news. 
It's time to take a short break for a word from our sponsors. That would be Boston University, where you can get an online certificate in paralegal studies. NALA, the Association of Legal Assistance Paralegals, and ServeNow, a nationwide network of trusted, pre-screened process servers. Now, when we come back, we'll continue our discussion with Katie Clark, Senior Legal Staffing Consultant at Beacon Hill Legal Staffing Group. Are you looking to advance your career? Do you know someone who wants to enter the paralegal profession? Boston University's fully online Certificate in Paralegal Studies is a fantastic option. It's affordable, takes just 14 weeks to complete, and is led by accomplished faculty who teach employer-focused skills like legal research, writing, technology, and more. Visit paralegalonline.bu.edu for more information and to download a free brochure. That's paralegalonline.bu.edu. NALA means professional. NALA offers classroom and web-based continuing education and professional development for all paralegals. And NALA's certified paralegal credential has been a gold standard of professionalism for over 30 years. More than 15,000 paralegals have this certification, and nearly 2,000 have achieved the demanding advanced certified paralegal. NALA works actively with all those in the legal field to promote the value of paralegals and to advance paralegal professionalism. See more about why NALA means professional at www.nala.org. Looking for a process server you can trust? ServeNow.com is a nationwide network of local pre-screened process servers. ServeNow works with the most professional process servers in the industry, connecting your firm with process servers who embrace technology, have experience with high-volume serves, and understand the litigation process and rules of properly effectuating service. Find a pre-screened process server today. Visit www.servenow.com. Welcome back to the Paralegal Voice. I'm Vicki Voison, the Paralegal Mentor, and my guest for today is Katie Clark, Senior Legal Staffing Consultant at Beacon Hill Legal Staffing Group. Now, Katie, before the commercial break, we were discussing the reasons for using a recruiter in your job hunt, but I'm wondering now what practice areas are in the highest demand. You know, when I hear that question, the first practice area that comes to mind is litigation of all sorts. It just seems like there's a lot of work in that area, and that one is first and foremost. Um, secondly, I would say, you know, folks that have uh, corporate uh, skill set and background seems to be on the rise as well. Do you get many requests for someone who has intellectual property background? We do. And as you know, Vicki, that is a niche area and an area where we don't see a lot of paralegals that are, you know, interested in making moves. So, you know, it does seem like it's a tougher search for us, but it it is a good one that we still entertain. And I find that those that have experience in that area versus entry level type folks are most successful with landing jobs in that practice group. Okay. Now, We always wonder if, uh, you know, we try to keep up with the latest technology and all of that. So are employers asking for technology skills and what would those skills be? 
You know, technology skills are always key, I think, in any job. What's interesting is we often don't have employers say we need folks with prior experience in XYZ technology. I think being open to learning what specific software package the firm might be using or the corporate legal department is good. I find that the technology is always changing and firms are um, evaluating their needs and offering different trainings and such. So I think being open to learning new processes and new technologies, depending on what firm environment you are in is key, more so than, you know, learning one area and not knowing how those skills may transfer into a similar um, piece of technology at, say, another employer if you're making that transition. So you always have to be open to learning new things. I would say that's more important than knowing a specific technology um, because it's constantly changing from what I hear and to just be, you know, open to adapting to a different technology may be key. Things are getting outdated. We're constantly, you know, trying to move to be most efficient and, uh, you know, simple economics come into play where if there's better technology available, you know, firms are maybe moving towards that. And then here we are with the support staff trying to learn a new system and new trainings um, coming out. So I don't know if there's one area of technology that I would say employers are zeroing in on. There's various different platforms out there. Most are pretty similar. And I think if you know one, you can adapt to another. But the key is to be flexible and open to to learning new systems and and technologies. Okay. Now, when we talked before about the fact that there's no charge to the job hunter to use a recruiter. What I'd like to know is can you use a bunch of recruiters? Can you go to several different companies? You know, is there any kind of a, is this an exclusive arrangement? Mm-hmm. It is not. Uh, we do not have any agreement that a, a candidate will exclusively use us. Obviously, the choice is up to the, the job seeker. We like to have loyalty from the candidates, but they're welcome to use us as a resource and use other resources, be it another recruiter or a paralegal school career service directors and, and other tools that might help them. I'm an advocate of cast a wide net. And so if that means dabbling into, you know, different resources. I think a, a candidate should do that. Yet we do have a really good handle on what opportunities are, are out there. And I think that we do a good job in helping a candidate learn what the market is and kind of coaching and guiding them along the way. Okay. Now I know you must see a lot of resumes. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Let's we talk do. about yeah. Let's talk about some tips for those resumes. the The biggest one that I run into is the someone who uh, sends me maybe a two or three page or two pages usually resume, and asks me what can be improved. And you know they've used big spacing just to get make it look like they've got a lot on there. But I always tell them to get it down to one page. And um, what are your tips for a resume? You know, I get that question all the time, one page, two page, five pages, and I say it's really dependent on the candidate and what your experience has been. I am one that likes a lot of detail, and so I think, you know, people um, shouldn't be scared to move a resume into two pages if your career and past experience may merit just that. However, I'm not saying put a lot of fluff in the resume to have it drawn out, and it's about the content. The thing that I don't like to see is after talking 
talking with a candidate and kind of fleshing out what their background is, then coming to the conclusion, wow, this person, by way of their resume, their marketing tool for who they are and what their education and experience is, they are really selling themselves short. I think that a candidate needs to, you know, I guess come to a happy medium in, in that you don't want to be too detailed and to lose somebody's interest because there's too much going on. But you also don't want to be so brief that you're not selling yourself in the best possible light. Now, I know that you're working with people who may not have a job. What do you do about, you know, what does a job hunter do with their resume when they have gaps during, uh, you know, in their unemployment? You know, if you're working with a recruiter, I think that that really serves you well because when we're partnering with the uh, employers looking to hire, we don't just send out a resume and say, good luck, here's a candidate, tell us your feedback. Part of the advantage is that we try to sell that candidate and market them in the best possible light given what we know the employer is looking for. So a lot of times when we send out a resume, uh, in fact, all all the time, we want to kind of fill in the employer as to what do we know about this candidate? And so it may be, okay, you know, Bob is out of work. And so why is he out of work? And why is there a gap between um, these two jobs? Or, you know, what happened in his last place of employment? And so it's my ability to kind of, you know, cast that individual in the best possible light and kind of fill in the blank and, and let the employer know, here's somebody who may be out of work and this is the reason why. And lots of times it's maybe just not a good fit or there's a, a personal issue, or let's face it, here in Detroit, we've seen a lot of cutbacks and a lot of you know decisions made just out, out of pure necessity to reduce workforce. And with that, you know, we can still promote the candidate and kind of fill in the employer of the unfortunate circumstance or the reason why somebody may not be currently working. Now, what if the job hunter has completed their paralegal education, but they really don't have any experience. So you're taking a, a young person who's just out of school. I know that's a detriment, and then I, but I hear from them and they say, well, I, I can't get any experience unless I get a job, and I can't get a job because I don't have any experience. What advice do you have for them? I say, you know, don't always have your mind so set on one end result. And by that, I mean, you've got to get experience somewhere. So perhaps you have a paralegal background, paralegal schooling, that's great, but maybe there isn't a paralegal job right now. But instead, maybe be open to starting out as a file clerk so that you can kind of, you know, build your experience and think outside the box as to how can I get a leg in at a legal employer. By that, you know, the, the hope might be that there's a means to kind of climb the ladder a bit and maybe segue into, you know, the ultimate paralegal job. But there are certain uh, law firms that we deal with as well who specifically say, wow, you know, we would really be lucky to find somebody who's got some good skills, maybe not a lot of experience, and yet we're willing to train and and train somebody to our way. Um, Sometimes the veteran paralegals we find aren't so trainable. So I think it's the younger, newer paralegal graduates that, you know, may have that mix that, you know, a certain firm might be looking for. So it's really dependent on the employer, their preferences and their willingness to train somebody. Another factor that comes up is, you know, the cost issue. Sometimes those that have less experience may fit into the budget better than somebody who has 20 years of being a paralegal who would then require more compensation. And maybe that's not the right fit 
fit for a certain employer. And by way of using a recruiter, I think we know that and we can kind of match people up accordingly. But being flexible and being open to other maybe non-paralegal positions that could allow you to get an opportunity to just shine by way of a, a lesser opportunity to maybe ultimately take a couple steps backwards to take five steps ahead down the road. Okay. Well, I always urge anyone who is in school to, and they they need a part-time job, to get a job in a law office and do anything. File mm-hmm. clerk, for instance, receptionist, because that gives them the experience uh, of working in a law office so they can be sure they really like it. But it also, it's just all part of networking because they'll meet people when they're there. So uh, I, I think that it's important to do that. Sometimes they can get an internship. That might help, but those aren't always available. Now, you just said something that was really interesting, and it would be a category that I would fall into, and you said that older paralegals are uh, not as trainable, which I disagree with, but I think you probably meant that sometimes we're not as willing to change. What we were doing worked fine. Why are we doing it this way? And so I think that's something that we have to be open to adapting when we get into a new job because there's a lot of experience and knowledge there. But if you won't fit in and try to fit in, that's just not going to work. Am I right? I would agree. I think, you know, having the flexibility uh, is key and willingness to adapt to the way that, you know, the firm may want you to do certain things versus how one may have done it in the past. Sometimes there's a better way. And sometimes I think just having that open mind is what's most important. So I, I agree with that. Okay, now what if you've, you know, you've held jobs and you have skills that will transfer to a paralegal job? How can you stress that in your resume? You know, I think folks need to kind of put their thinking cap on and just say, you know, I may not have the requisite experience that, you know, an employer is looking for, but I sure do have certain transferable skills that you may have picked up in different areas. You know, trying to highlight those by way of, you know, maybe a summary at the top of the resume or using, you know, the the proper word choice to connect the dots for somebody that, you know, on first glance may say, well, this person doesn't have any experience, but drawing upon those skills that you've obtained maybe from a different area or a job outside of legal that would translate would be key to do. Well, Katie, all of this information has been really important. So if our listeners wanted to get in touch with you, how would they do that? That would be great, Vicki. I can be reached uh, via email. My email address is kaclark at beaconhillstaffing.com. It's K-A-C-L-A-R-K at beaconhillstaffing.com. Okay. I will put that up on my blog, too, so that they'll be able to find that. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate your taking the time to be with me. And uh, I will hopefully meet you at a paralegal meeting one of these days, okay? Sounds good, Vicki. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Let's take another short break now, but don't go away because when I come back, I'll have news and career tips just for you. We're glad you're listening to Legal Talk Network. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, too.
Welcome back to the Paralegal Voice here on Legal Talk Network. I'm Vicki Voison, your host for this program, and I'm going to give you my practice tip for today. That would be, along with all that we've been talking about with the recruiting and so forth, when uh, you're looking for a job and you don't have a whole lot of experience, remember that your previous experience will count. Things that you've done, maybe you've sold real estate, maybe you've been a policeman, maybe you've worked at a title company. All of those skills are really important and they will work into a paralegal job. So don't sell yourself short. Think outside of the box because, uh, you know, your experience doing something could be really useful in the practice area or maybe what the law firm is looking for or the corporate legal department. So, you know, don't ever think, you know, I don't have any experience when you do. And also, you know, don't just walk in and tell someone when you're going for an interview that I don't have any experience. Be prepared to tell them exactly, uh, you know, what you can do for them. So that's my tip for the day. You can get more information at my website, which is paralegalmentor.com. If you have any questions, please email them to Vicki at paralegalmentor.com. Don't forget to check out my blog. This is an easy address. That would be paralegalmentor.com forward slash blog. I have a lot of resources for you that have been designed to help you move your career in the right direction and that would be forward. This is Vicki Voison thanking you for listening to the Paralegal Voice and reminding you to be sure to make your Paralegal Voice heard. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to The Paralegal Voice, produced by the broadcast professionals at Legal Talk Network. Join Vicki Voison for her next podcast on issues and trends affecting paralegals and legal assistants. Subscribe to the RSS feed on LegalTalkNetwork.com or in iTunes. The Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast, your resource for the tips and tactical advice you need to grow your business. Plus, keep up with the news and commentary you crave to stay one step ahead. It's hosted by me, Guy Sakalakis. And me, Conrad Song. Every other week, we break down the issues holding back your marketing strategy and talk about the changes you need to be prepared for. Check out the Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube.